We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It is Friday. It's May 6th. It is 2022. Hopefully, I won't talk too loud because, I mean, yesterday was Cinco de Mayo. So I'm sure a couple headaches listening to the podcast this morning. Um, all joking aside, we have 13 baseball games to talk about here today. I'm joined by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. Chief, 13 baseball games today. Yeah, man, I will keep my comments brief so we can give people their content. But as always, man, just so excited to come on with you and uh, talk some MLB with, uh, with one of my best friends in the industry. So let, let's get it on, man. Let's get it on. Yeah, it should be. Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to talk about here for sure. So we're just going to jump right in and get started with this game in Baltimore. I will say Baltimore, Philadelphia, New York. Um, Boston, Cleveland, it looks like we have some potential weather in the northeastern part of the United States, so we'll have to kind of rely on Kevin Roth for that one, but eight total in this game, and I mean, it's Baltimore is a slight favorite here. We got Carlos Hernandez going up against Jordan Lyles. Any interest here in Carlos Hernandez? Absolutely not. Yeah, we don't have to spend a lot of time here. We're not we're not playing Carlos Hernandez. Um, I, I mean, he's not very good, and it's a thirteen game slate. And like Jordan Lyles isn't very good on the other side of this game either. I know he's coming off of a solid game against the Red Sox, but I am going to pass even at fifty one hundred in this spot. Yep, no Jordan Lyles. Bats though, I mean the bats are somewhat interesting in this spot. Um, you know, Jordan Lyles gives up plenty of power to both sides of the plate. Any interest here in the Kansas City bats? Yeah, if this weather's clear, Steve, I, I like this whole game. And I didn't mean I have to stack it on both sides together, but uh, Ben and Tindy, I mean, Sal Perez, 5,100. This may be a, a good day to play him. Uh, he should have a shot to send one out of the uh, out, out of the ballpark for sure. Um, I, just, I, I like both sides of this game, but Sal – 
and, and uh, Whit Merrifield, definitely going to be two of my top targets. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at Lyles, 44% hard hits to lefties, 48% hard hits to righties. So I, I could definitely see using – I don't know if I full stack Kansas City if the weather is even that good, um, but I could definitely see him using this as like a secondary stack because you could build it around a, a different a, – another stack because you're not really worried about who you're playing for Kansas City. I mean, you're just kind of picking three people – uh, from Kansas City and hoping they get a hold of Lyles here. So, I mean, it really just opens up the stack. Um, my favorite is probably Kyle Isabel. I mean, prospect with some power, oh, and yeah. he is super cheap. So, And they called up um, Melendez, the catcher, um, mm-hmm. and he's like 2,200. And, like, they're lefties, and they have some power. So, there you go. Uh, the other side of this game, Carlos Hernandez is not great, and Baltimore is super cheap. Again, I don't know if I full stack Baltimore here, but I could definitely see using Baltimore as a secondary stack. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, it's Cedric Mullins day, man. Like, give me all the Cedric Mullins here against Hernandez. Uh, I, I'm in. Like, I, I like all these guys. Santana, if he's going to be there, give me Santana. Give me Trey. Uh, you talked about it. It's not necessarily that I want to full stack this team. But I think three men may be in order here, especially if you want to plug in some of those bigger bats. But I, if I'm playing Baltimore in any stack situation, no way I fade Cedric Mullins. He's going to be a top play for me regardless whether I stack Baltimore or not. As long as the weather's good, I, I want some Cedric Mullins here tonight. All right, moving on. Another game that, like, these first five games that we're going to talk about, we're going to have to kind of see what Roth has to say. But it's night before, so we're going to break them down like there's no weather. We got New York Mets going into Philadelphia, taking on the Phillies. Seven total in this game. The Mets a 140 favorite. We got Scherzer against Kyle Gibson. I mean, overall, really solid, fun game if this game plays. Um, Let's start here with Max Scherzer. I mean, Scherzer still has elite strikeout stuff. Like, there's no secret, 34% K rate since the start of last year. There are strikeouts um, in this lineup, top to bottom. Um, What are we doing here with Scherzer at 10-5? I think he's got to be in play. Um, You know, we've kind of seen that he's just not losing a beat right now. Um, And so I'm hoping he gets through this season healthy, gets through it clean, I mean, but he's – I don't want to say a man amongst boys, but, I mean, Stevie, just look at the K's here, right? I mean, he just – he did just face this team. And I think this was a Sunday night game when he faced the Phillies. I'm almost positive it was a Sunday night game. I could be wrong. I think it was. But nine K's in six innings, man, nine K's. Game before that, St. Louis, a team that hadn't been striking out a lot, 10 K's. Before that, uh, the Giants, a team that is marginal, 10 K's. He's back. The leash is there. The pitch count is there. I don't think there's any reason for us to not have interest in Max Scherzer on this slate. Yeah, and, you know, looking at this slate, overall, there are a couple really good spots, but there's a lot of wide-open spots, too. Um, so getting Scherzer in a game where he does have some strikeout upside makes a ton of sense here. If the weather is okay, Kyle Gibson on the other side of this game, while the Mets are striking out against lefties, they are the lowest strikeout rate in the league this season against right-handed pitching. And, yeah. I mean, Kyle Gibson is a solid pitcher. I would even 
I would even fathom to say that like Kyle Gibson might be above average pitcher generates ground balls, you know, has some strikeout ability. The Mets are just not striking out. And I mean, I don't think I'm paying 8,500 here for Kyle Gibson, probably in the 15 fantasy point range somewhere there. Like I would put his floor probably around like eight and his ceiling probably like 25 and put him as like a 15 point guy today. Yeah, I mean, and he did just face this team on the 30th. And, and it's not that the performance is going to be a repeat performance. But it's like you talked about, Stevie. Teams that don't strike out are going to limit the upside for a guy like him who doesn't have a 35% K rate, right? Scherzer could go out and still get seven Ks against this team. That's not Kyle Gibson. Um, well, I mean, of course, Scherzer plays for the Mets, but I'm just saying in general, a guy with a K rate like Scherzer can still go out and get the Ks. But uh, – I, I'm off on, on Gibson. Like you said, above average for sure. This isn't the spot for me to play him at 8,500. I have no interest in the Mets bats against him. I, I think that Kyle Gibson is a good enough pitcher. You know, the guys that like certainly Marte ground ball hitter, Nimmo ground ball hitter. The one guy that I think I'd take some shots on here is Escobar because he is such a big fly ball guy. Um, you know, the ground balls that Gibson does generate doesn't really affect him as much. So I think he'd be the guy that I'd have the most interest. I mean, you can always be play Pete Alonso chasing a home run, but I don't want to go out of my way on a, on a 13 game slate to attack an above average pitcher. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I do think it's not a stack situation, but it's a home run hunting situation. I think that's the way you do it. And that's the only way you do it. Yep. Um, I mean, I have no interest in the Phillies bats. You can always try to get a home run against max, but I mean, you're trying to pinpoint a home run on a 13-game slate against probably the most elite pitcher on the slate. Yeah. No way. I'm not playing anyone. We can move on. All right. Up next, we got Texas going up against the Yankees. Texas against New York, another potential rain game. Seven total in this one, and the Yankees are a 240 favorite. Glenn Otto going up against Garrett Cole. I'm going to say this, Will. A lot of respect here for Glenn Otto. Um, the fact that this game has a seven total. Yeah, Garrett Cole's on the other side of this game, but uh, you know, a decent amount of respect here for Glenn Otto. Do you have any interest in him in this spot? Um, At 7,100, maybe. Like, he hasn't really got blown up yet, but as you can see, Houston, which is a you know slightly lower strikeout team in the Yankees, kind of ran the, ran the pitch count up on him in that game. You know, still had five Ks though, seventy nine pitches, uh, gave up two earned runs, but was able to crank out twelve fantasy points. I don't hate it, um, but you know, I don't think it's he's not a must play. He's just I think if you end up with seventy one hundred left on this slate, and you know I got to choose Glenn, Glenn Otto. And I've got some of these other guys down here. I'm probably going to take Glenn Otto. And so that, that's the way I view, view him view him here. Um, I've got another guy that I think you would maybe just try to find the money for. But Glenn Otto, if the weather's okay, I don't mind it. I just think the, the other guy that I like has a, a much longer leash than he will. You know, a guy that was drafted by the Yankees, um, ended up here in Texas, Show big-time strikeout stuff at all levels in the minors, single, double, triple-A. Um, you know, last season got called up. I think he made five or six starts. 
didn't show like big swinging strike numbers, but showed big time K numbers this season. The swinging strike stuff is there. He's run really well. Um, I will say like his BABIP is like 217. It's it's really low, but he re- had a 420 BABIP last year, so he ran a little bad. So I don't hate him for large field tournaments at his price because I do think the the strikeout upside is like five to eight a start. Um, it's more of like pitch count. Do we think he's going to get enough pitches? And like they seem like they're being a little careful with him. Um, so that's like my biggest concern, but I mean, at 7,100, it's kind of priced in there. And then Garrett Cole on the other side of this game, I mean, him and Scherzer are one, a one B for me, you know, we're going to talk about like Gaussman. We're going to talk about Eric Lauer, but Cole and Scherzer one, a one B, um, this Texas lineup does not scare me whatsoever. And Garrett Cole has thrown back-to-back games now over 90 pitches. No, no worries for Garrett Cole here. Yeah, absolutely. We're getting a, a really nice discount uh, on on Garrett Cole today. So I'm with you. Cole is definitely in play. I'm really interested, especially the game plays, you know, where his props are going to come in at because he was a little lower because, you know, the first two games of the season he had a rough go. And he's kind of cranked out two good starts. Um, if we can get the board early and he comes in at 17 and a half pitching outs, I think we go ahead and hammer that one right away. Um, if he gets, if he comes in at seven and a half strikeouts, I'm probably going to take the over on that one as well. Like right out of the gate, price picks has been moving lines pretty quickly and just, and it's out right now. He came in at 18 today, which is definitely, uh, the right line. And then strike strikeouts, he's at six and a half. I, I will hammer that right now that that's going up to seven and a half. I'm almost positive, uh, for this spot, but I know, I know you're taking a risk because it's going to be some weather. But I think it's advantageous to take that line and and put it with the power. And if it DMPs, you just get a refund. Yeah. My only concern with betting it the night before, and like I'm just going to, or even using prize picks, for example, is is this a weather situation where the game starts and the weather rolls in at like ending three for an hour and then they don't come back out? So I get that. First thing in the morning see what Kevin Roth has to say, then decide like, all right, is it going to be a late starter? Is it going to be a complete wash? But you don't want to see like should start green and fourth or fifth inning weather comes in. Uh, It just limits your ability to potentially get there. So um, yeah, I mean, Texas bats, I got nothing. I I want nothing to do with Texas. Yeah. Corey Seager is solid, but he's facing Garrett Cole. I really don't have interest here. Yep. No. And then, I mean, on the other side, auto, it's such a small sample size for Glenn Auto. But from what we've seen so far, he might be a little reverse splits. So if I'm looking at that, all right, we'll stand and judge. You know, they both have power against any right handed pitcher. So Maybe I take some shots on the Yankees here. I don't ever mind home run hunting with the Yankees. Um, what are your thoughts on the Yankees here? Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's home run hunting because they're going to have their fair share of strikeouts as well. Um, you know, I think if I had to pick, you know, one or one or two guys, it's definitely going to be Judge, definitely going to be Stanton, definitely going to be Donaldson if we're going to hinge on the, on the reverse splits. Uh, but I, 
I'm not as interested in the Yankees. I, I think Otto can limit the damage enough, and hopefully, um, you know, uh, this game plays and we can actually experience it. All right. We got Toronto at Cleveland taking on the Guardians. Gaussman against Bieber, six and a half total. Blue Jays, a 140 favorite. Um, a tough matchup for Gaussman here going up against Cleveland. Solid lineup just in general. Um, you know, you look at the lineup and, yeah, there's some strikeouts and not a lot of walks towards the bottom of this order. The top of the order is strong. Um, you know, Ramirez, Straw, like Straw's not a power guy, but low, low strikeout guy. Um, Naylor has been a guy that really hasn't strike out much. He, he's been putting the ball in play, but he hits the ball on the ground a ton. Gaussman, I feel like, is right up there with Cole and Scherzer on this slate. Say, like, we get some rain outs. Like, he, he's right there. He's just been so consistently good over the last year and a month now that – Kevin Gaussman might actually be an elite pitcher, and we're finally getting to see him be that elite pitcher. Yeah, and this also makes me extremely sad because we had Kevin Gaussman in Atlanta, <laughs> and he's gone now. And it, uh, It's so sad. Uh, but I'm with you, man. I mean, the numbers this season have been there. And, you know, if you look at last season, overall um, – he's not too far behind. And I mean, it, I, I think it's part of his development, right? Like he was at 29% and a 3.47 X. This was last season, Stevie, this season so far, everything is pointed to him being similar. He's at 33% and a 2.25. And it's probably what you say, Stevie, it's probably going to normalize around 29, 30% and a three X trip again, by the time the season is over, if he stays at these numbers, he is Scherzer. He is cold. Uh, he is, you know, the old school version of Shane Bieber, who's also a young pitcher. But I, I, I like Gausman here. Will the top of this lineup limit some of the strikeout ability? Probably. But I still think he can get there. Uh, you, you look at the ground ball rates. He, he, he's at 33% to righties, 48% to lefties. And most of the – he's got one righty power bat. And I think he can neutralize Framio Reyes because Reyes has the highest cake K rate on this team at 47%. Yeah, you've got to worry about Josh Naylor, but Josh Naylor is going to have to win on Babbitt. Jose Ramirez, you may have to worry about him. And Stephen Kwan isn't going to strike out, but he's going to have to win on Babbitt. Outside of that, I'm not scared of anyone. Everybody's got an ISO under 100. Uh, I, I like Gausman here. I don't like him better than Cole just because of the price, but I would be willing, Stevie, to play Gaussman big time in tournaments over Max Scherzer because I definitely think Scherzer gets more ownership than him today. Yeah. Um, Got to watch the weather and see what it all kind of plays out, but I definitely have a ton of interest in Gaussman. And I mean, Bieber on the other side of this game, I took the under on Aaron Seville, Seville um, strikeout or like, yeah, strikeouts. And he just absolutely dominated Toronto lineup on um, Thursday. That wasn't fun. But I mean, Bieber, 31% K rate since the start of last season. Big strikeouts to lefties and righties. Great lineup up and down. I mean, it's boom bust. He, he could go out and he could have a good game. He's 8,700. You're, you're getting a discount for facing Toronto. And I mean, 
the upside is there, but the I mean the floor is not high at all. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm not as interested, <laughs> but listen, I, I totally get it. Um, I, at 8,700, clearly he's going to be in play. It's like, do the strikeouts come today or do they not? And Bieber has had, I think, a, he's had a, a downtick a little bit in his velocity. And I guess the more I say this, I'm, I'm probably talking myself into it because Aaron Savale had six strikeouts against his team through three innings at one point today. I think you might have sold me on this, Steve. I mean, for the price, I'm in. I'm in for sure. I will say this. The lineup that Toronto rolled out there on Thursday is probably going to be a, a lot worse than the lineup they're going to roll out here on Friday. I know. <laughs> so I don't want to sell you too much. I'm just saying at this price, yeah. I've done crazier things. I mean, I played a pitcher in cores the other night, Gomber, who got 22, patting myself in the back. I totally nailed that one. Um, I've missed. I mean, Winker just hit a home run against McClanahan, and he was a guy that I gave out as an under on the podcast yesterday. So, you know, he, he decided a lefty, a good lefty, was the first, you know, home run he wanted to hit this season. So, I mean, I'm wrong all the time as well. So, <laughs> um, any interest here in the, the Toronto Bats? Uh, I, I think if we do, man, it's, it's home run hunting. Like, I, that's the other thing. I don't really want to stat Toronto, but I, I would home run hunt some. And of course, if you're going to play a home run bat, it's going to be Vlad, and you're going to have to pay for him because he's 5100. Uh, but I, I'm mostly off Toronto. I, I'm not. I'm not that interested. All right. Um, yeah, I don't really have. It would be the power bats. Bieber is a guy that gives up a ton of hard contact to both lefties and righties. He just has great strikeout stuff, and you know his hard hit rate is just really high. So, I think if you're targeting anybody here. It's like you said, Vlad, um, Bichette. I don't really like Bichette in this spot because Beaver is more of a ground ball guy. I like to play Bichette. I'm sure everyone knows this by now, but I like to play Bichette against fly ball pitchers. And then, I mean, on the Cleveland side, I have a ton of respect for Gaussman and where he has come. Um, I don't really – I mean, you could always take shots on Jose Ramirez, but this isn't a spot I want to play Quan or anybody else. Like, Jose's fine as a one-off if you want to attack the power, but – there's going to be better spots on this slate. Yeah, for sure. With you 100%. All right, it's the Battle of the Sox. We got the White Sox heading in to Fenway to take on the Red Sox. Eight and a half total in this game. The Red Sox, a 160 favorite. Uh, Velasquez against Eovaldi. Any interest here in Velasquez? No. Yeah, that was a quick and I think the right answer of no. Um, listen, Vince Velasquez a few years ago was just really dominant against right-handed hitters, and he still has strikeout stuff. He just he's a guy that gives up home runs, um, and I think he has like a one-five whip on the season. So the Red Sox lineup has been struggling a little bit, but I I still don't think this is the spot. And then Eovaldi finally had that like game last time out you know we've been waiting waiting and waiting and he had seven innings he had eight strikeouts he didn't allow any runs he only let three hits but i mean that was baltimore as much as i like Eovaldi, i think i put him on the shelf at 9k against this white Sox team today yeah i mean i think i think we could do worse um I, i'm not interested but i i if you're in tournaments like i i 
I totally get the play. Um, you know, he, he will have some strikeouts in this lineup for sure. And so for that reason at 9K, like I think if maybe you're trying to squeeze in one extra bat and let's say you can't get Gaussman, but you can get Eovaldi, like having Eovaldi and Garrett Cole may be a viable combo um, or or maybe going off the beaten path again and taking Eovaldi and Bieber, you know, trying to play something a little bit cheaper to get a little different to get extra bat. Like maybe that's the difference between you playing – uh, you know, Sal Perez and, you know, Omar Navarez or something like that. Like, I would totally understand, you know, fading one of the huge arms and taking Eovaldi on a hope that he has a serviceable performance, goes six or seven, six or seven Ks, gives up a run or, and, or, or two and not more than that. And, and I think that's how you get the Eovaldi. Um, any interest here in the White Sox bats? No. Yeah, just listen, Jose Abreu's 4,300. If you end up in that price range and you want to play Jose Abreu, I wouldn't talk you off of it. He's he's cheap. And, you know, even Eovaldi, been better. He has been better against right-handed uh, hitters this season and last season. But throughout his career, he's kind of been reverse splits. He has been more efficient with the slider against righties, and that's really helped those reverse splits. So... Um, but yeah, I mean, Jose Abreu is super cheap on the Red Sox side. I have a ton of interest. If this game plays, the Red Sox are right up there as like a top stack on this slate for me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, with you hundred percent, when you look at, uh, the total matchup here up and down this lineup, they get Vince Velasquez. I mean, Devers is going to be amazing. Xander should make good contact. Verdugo's 3,600. Cordero, if he cracks the lineup, uh, I'm I'm not as interested in JBJ, but we're getting him at 2,500, Stevie. He, he's going to be a wraparound, especially Uh, You know, I, I like this team a lot. JD's got power, and while Vince, uh, like you talked about at one point, was able to kind of whiff past these righties, the home run ball will be there. And he's got, Stevie, a legit three home run power bats in the top four of this lineup that he has to get around. To start out the game, I, I like the Boston Red Sox. I can totally see him struggling a little bit with command in this spot, too. And, you know, if it's a little wet, see him have, like, one of those two, three, four walk games. And then, like, a bomb or two, like, really knock him out super early. Um, and you get that bad end of the, you know, White Sox bullpen. So, that I just – I see the – I see a lot of ways here for the Sox stack to work. Um, so, all right, we got the Brewers and the Braves. No total in this game. Um, it sounds like it's going to be Eric Lauer to pitch this one for Milwaukee. And then I have no idea who's pitching for Atlanta. Everything I've read is they're going to call up Inno and he's going to pitch in this game. But it's it's so hard to say um i'm looking really quick so i I mean even on mlb at bat it says to be determined so we really have no idea who's pitching for the braves in this spot um so yeah we could have kevin gossman pitching today but there goes that uh i mean let's let's talk eric lauer um (laughs) eric lauer is 10-3 he 
has pitched fantastic to start the season. He just absolutely dominated the Cubs and the Phillies the last two times out. I don't think it's sustainable. Um, you know, if we look at his, if we look at his like 2021 20, numbers really quick, he 23.6%, 10.7% swinging strike rate. And if we look at this season, 36.6% with a 13.8 swinging strike rate, I feel like he just ran on the, a really good stretch here on like the Cubs lineup and the Phillies lineup. I don't think it's sustainable here for Eric Lauer. I don't want to pay 10-3 for him going up against the Braves. Yeah, I'm not paying 10-3. Um, I mean, his season, 36% K rate, 2.8 X FIP so far. Um, yeah, that that that's not happening. I don't, I don't think – because I don't think this is his game. So it's, it's not that I think he's a bad pitcher. This just isn't his – his style, I think, per se, he's not a high K guy long term. Um, he could absolutely go out here and prove me wrong, but I, I'm willing to to bet that this game he doesn't score 30 plus fantasy points. So <laughs> he, he gets to sit on the shelf today for sure at 10 3. Now, you know, in the next spot, we get him another spot with, with another high K team that's, you know, kind of rough. I, I'll gladly roll him back out, but this is that spot. All right. I mean, Milwaukee bats, it's really going to depend on who is pitching here for the Braves, because if it is, you know, I have a ton of interest in the Brewers. They've been, they've been a team I've been targeting all week. It feels like. So if it is, you know, ton of interest in Milwaukee bats, um, as far as like the Atlanta bats go, they're so expensive. And while I do think there's going to be some negative regression here for Lauer, 5-5 for Acuna, 5-5 for Riley, 53 for Darno, 5K for Albies, Ozuna 4,600. It's just these prices make the stack. The guy I would play is Adam Duvall. He's like 2,900 against the lefty. Yeah, it's amazing what happens when Ronald Acuna comes back. Just a week ago or a week or two ago, we were paying 3,600 for the Braves, 4K, 4,200. Uh, and I'm, I'm joking, but... Um, yeah, I'm with you, man. The Braves are very expensive. And while we don't believe this is Lauer long term, I still don't think the Braves are going to light him up. And so I, I just I have no reason to play them in this spot. And I, and I am going to take a shot on Lauer at five and a half Ks just to see. Right. Like one build five and a half Ks is fairly low for a guy that's been, you know, really running them up here recently. I think Steven his last couple games he's had six or more, I think in three or four of these starts. Yeah. So, okay, last two starts, he's had 13 and 11. Phillies, Cubs, but he had five uh, against Baltimore and five against Pittsburgh. uh, And that was on, you know, earlier in the season where he's kind of starting to ramp up. So I am going to take a shot on that just in case. Yeah. Here we go. Moving on. We got – the Athletics going up against the Twins, seven and a half total in this one. The Twins a one eighty favorite. We got Zach Logu, Logu, against Josh Winder. Any interest here in Zach Logu? Logu. That's going to be a negative. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that it doesn't seem like he's very stretched out. Um, he's going to be filling in here. Cole Irvin, uh, pretty sure. Um, yeah, not going to pitch here. So, like, it's just kind of like a fill-in spot. I, had, I honestly I haven't done a ton of research on this guy, but I didn't when I when I was looking at the numbers, I was like, I just don't see how he won't go past two innings. I don't think. Yeah, that's kind of what I was like. Everything that I had read or like saw, and like even in AAA this season in four starts, he is averaging four innings per start. Um, so and he has like a one point eight WHIP. It, it just doesn't seem like he is going to be someone that is going to stay in this rotation. It just doesn't seem like he's very ready um, in one aspect of it. So good changeup, but that's about all I read about him. Um, Josh Winder on the other side of this game, Willie threw 83 pitches and pitched really well against Tampa last time out. Um, if we are expecting him to get like 85 to 90 pitches, 6,400 going up against Oakland doesn't sound like the craziest thing here. Yeah. I mean, right now his K rate's around 20%. at 19.7. X FIP, I think, is around 4.5 ish. Uh, so, and Oakland's been, they've been a pretty high strikeout team uh, most of this season. For the price, like you said, I don't hate it, especially if I'm going to play really, go really up to the top and play Scherzer. This would be a good way to mitigate some of that for, for salary distribu- distribution for bats. So, I, I I don't hate Winder in this spot against Oakland. Yeah, who's ever catching for Josh Winder? Stop just throwing sliders against righties. Um, it's ridiculous. <laughs> he has a 67% slider rate against righties this year. Like, hey, that's probably a little too much. Uh, Oakland bats. I really, I mean, Jed Lowry's cheap. Seth Brown is cheap. I don't mind either one of those guys, but I'm not going to go out of my way to play Oakland here. Yeah, I'm, I'm not playing Oakland today. Big slate. We've got plenty of bat, bats that we can invest in. I mean, we got a lefty on the mound for Minnesota here. Buxton obviously stands out. Correa is, um, I think he got hit in the finger or something, like hit in the hand. And um, <laughs> I think he got hit like twice too. It was crazy. But I don't know if he'll be in the lineup. So, I mean, I have a ton of interest in Buxton. You just, if you're playing Minnesota, just know that this guy's probably not going too deep here. Absolutely. Um, I think I'd max him out at like four innings looking at like his minor league starts this year. Yeah. I'm trying to, hold on. Just trying to look here. Yeah, I'm not playing him. Forget it. That's where I'm at. Detroit at Houston. This game is currently at eight, and the Astros are a 200 favorite. We got Bu Breesky. <laughs> He's killing me with these names today. <laughs> um, going up against Luis Garcia. Um, starting with Brewski. I'm just going to call him Brewski. Um, I know that's not his name, but it just, it's fun. Um, I would, Brisky, we, we've seen him, what is it, two starts now? And he's thrown five innings in both starts, but, Will, these numbers, 15% K rate, 10% walk rate. 
He's allowed three home runs in 10 innings, and he has a 6 xFIP with a massive fly ball rate going up against Houston. Like, Jordan yeah. Alvarez might be the top hitter on the slate, and it might not even be that close. Yeah, man, seriously. And you already know, like, <laughs> look, my boy Michael Brantley started at 900 today. Cal Tucker's 4,400. I know we're not talking about bats, but I've said all that to say Breesky gets probably the fastest X button on this slate. Not even close. Yeah, Garcia, I mean, 7,400 for a guy that, like, has 90 potential, 90 pitch potential. It, he he's gonna give up probably a home run or two in the process, but I, I think he's okay here. Uh, nothing too crazy. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'm with you. Um, Detroit bats anything? Man, Garcia just gives up so many home runs that the, the, the K rates though, Steve, on this team. Oh, I know it's. This lineup oh. is rough. I mean, I could see playing like an Austin Meadows or like a Javi Baez here, just attacking like Garcia's like home run problem recently. And it's just a massive fly ball guy. So like a, a guy like Baez who hits the ball on the ground a ton is not really negated here by a guy like Garcia. And like Miggy's always been a guy that's crushed fly ball pitchers. I just, it's so hard to play Miguel Cabrera now at first base at 4,200. <laughs> Here's my problem, Stevie. They got Jose today. Jose on the season has a 15.1% K rate, a 5.9 X FIP. And his ground ball rate's at 30%. The fly ball rate's at 49. And yeah, I know it's two different games, and today could be the day they just go slam off. Their combined strikeout rate is 27%. Austin Meadows is at nine for what it's worth. But Grossman's at 32, which is shocking. He's, he's barely ever that high. Baez at 28. Miggy's at 30. Candelario, 23. Castro, 24. Uh, if Torkelson is in the lineup, 33. Tucker Barnhart, 30. Like, this team, I, it, it's unreal to see strikeout rates this high. And maybe some of them will come down as the season normalizes. It just kind of makes me want to play Garcia a tad. I'm not, I'm not playing Detroit bats for what it's worth. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear you. It, I, I still can see playing. I still can see playing Meadows here at forty seven hundred. It's just Baez at fifty three. I didn't even see his price. That's a lot. That's a lot to ask. Um, Houston, I think Houston's a, a potential top stack here. Like everything we've seen from this guy is he's going to walk and he's going to give up power and. He does it to both sides. Like I said, I think Jordan Alvarez is the top hitter on the slate today. 5,200 is probably $1,000 too cheap. Eight home runs already this year. Just absolutely yeah. crushing. And he's probably going to have um, massive ownership. I don't want to say massive because we're at 13. But he's going to have good ownership today. I don't care. Just plug it in. Yeah, I love Houston. I love the stack. They're, they're yeah. actually a little cheap. You can make a Houston sack with really good pitching, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, Tucker's like 4,200 today. Yep. Yeah. All right, we got Washington, Adelaide taking on the Angels. Yohan Alden against um, Beria. Jaime Beria, Beria, Beria. Anyway. I'm not playing either one of these guys for what it's worth. <laughs> <No. laughs> 
no no total in this one um so we'll have to see if anything changes as far as like pitchers or not yeah i i don't have any interest here like i i can't even like make any kind of argument for either one of these guys nope the, the only nope. start of the season that Aldon has not allowed four and runs. It was good. It was a good game against Arizona and Jaime Barria hasn't thrown more than 55 pitches in an outing yet this season. So I just, I can't do it here. Uh, as far as the bats go, I mean, Juan Soto, Josh Bell, definitely in play in this spot. These guys just, they're masters. And, you know, when we look at Jaime Barria's like numbers, 40% hard hit, 6% soft hits, 353 ISO against lefties. Um, yeah, so I definitely love the lefties in this spot for Washington. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is it's just a good spot overall. Um, Hernandez, Soto, Bell, Yadiel. I mean, fire them up, Stevie. Uh, it, it, it's a good spot. I just, I, I don't even hate uh, if, if Cruz is in the lineup at 4,100, I'm taking a shot in stats for sure. Taking a shot. And then on the Angels side, out on, you know, 12% walk rate with a 19% strikeout rate since last year. ISO 262 to lefties, 152 to righties. Hard hits just through the roof, 45% with 10% soft contact. So, I mean, the Angels another team that you could potentially look at stacking here with this guy that struggles with command, struggles with walks. And gives up power to both sides. Like I have no interest, no it, no issues playing the Angels here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and the Angels, Stevie. So I thought they were kind of going to tee off on Rich Hill earlier today in Boston, and uh, that didn't materialize into the seventh inning. They scored eight runs between the seventh and the ninth. I mean, just went ham uh, in three innings. So Brandon Marsh, Trout, Rendon, I- I'm in. Walsh, you, you name it. I, I, I would. I'm stacking both sides of this game. Colorado at Arizona, eight and a half total in this one. The Diamondbacks a 150 favorite. Chad Cool going up against Merrill Kelly. Any interest here in Chad Cool? I mean, Chad Cool's actually been okay to start the season, Stevie. I mean, outside of the Texas game. I mean, man, he's going six to seven innings. The Ks aren't up, but I mean, and he's doing eighty something pitches. Like, I don't. And against Arizona, I don't. I don't hate it. Like, he should be fine. I think at seventy nine hundred, Chad is okay for sure. He has a thirteen and a half percent swinging strike rate this season, and. I don't know if it's real or not because I haven't like deep dived into like what he's doing different. I will be doing that though, because it's super interesting for strikeout props. Um, You know, if he's someone that's going to be like three and a half, four and a half, then like, I want to see what it is because the swinging strike numbers are way higher than the strikeout numbers. And I mean, once, when that kind of stuff starts to happen, the strikeouts will come. Um, I, I actually have slight interest here in, in Chad cool. Yeah. Merrill Kelly, Merrill Kelly's is, he's solid. You you know, just this Rockies lineup is better than it has been in the years past. So it's not like, Oh, Rockies are on the road. Let's load up pitchers against them. You actually have to like 
think about it. Um, Kelly pitched really well last time out. It was against St. Louis. Very right-handed heavy team. It kind of fits what Merrill Kelly needs. Um, but you look at this lineup. I mean, McMahon and Blackman, really the lefties you're worried about. I could see playing Merrill Kelly here in large field tournaments. Yeah, 8,200. Don't hate it. Um, and like you said, that you know, he's, he's got he's basically had a, a handful of good starts outside of playing the Dodgers. So I'm with you, 8,200. Don't mind it at all. Bats in this one, any interest here in Colorado? No, it's one of those like typical Colorado's price, like they're still in cores games, they're all really expensive. And I don't really have a ton of interest. And then, I mean, on the Arizona side, Kendall Marte is just so cheap. He's so much better than a 4K hitter. Um, so I don't mind Kettle Marte or maybe like Varsho, but I'm not going out of my way here to play Arizona. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to stack Arizona either, and I'm just going to pass. So many other good spots, so I'm good to go. All right, we got Tampa Bay. Going up against Seattle here. Seven total, and the Mariners are 125 favorite. Fleming against Gilbert. Any interest here in Josh Fleming? No. I mean, the dude just can't throw strikes right now. Um, It's really as simple as that. He just cannot throw strikes, and he's not pitching deep into games because he cannot throw strikes. So while I had a ton of interest in McClanahan yesterday, Still lefty facing this team, and oh, I'm I'm supposed to be excited. I just can't do it with Fleming here. Um, on the other side, I mean Logan Gilbert. He's been, I, I think he's been solid. It's just 9200 against a team that strikes out. I don't know. That's the, I, that's the problem. <laughs> that that is the problem. I, I at 9200. I just think I'd rather play someone else. Like, I'd play Eovaldi over him today, I think, for what it's worth. Um, because I think Eovaldi has a longer leash. Like, that that's really what it boils down to. Um, and, and I say that, and I, and I know Gilbert's gone 104 pitches, 102, but he's doing that in five innings. And, and so when I say longer leash, I guess what I need to say is I think Eovaldi can get more done and less or less pitches through more innings. I don't think Gilbert gets anywhere near seven innings. Uh, I'd rather play Eovaldi. But Gilbert's not a bad play. It's just versus the other people. Like, I, I would probably play Chad Cool over Gilbert today, considering the spot, you know? So here, here's the thing, right? Logan Gilbert has pitched well this year. Oh, yeah, Point, absolutely. 0.64 ERA is 4-0. Um, he's put up 20 DraftKings points at every start this year. One of those starts against Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay with 27 and 0.8. Tampa doesn't walk. They, they just don't walk. Like, Yande Diaz is, like, the highest walk rate by this team. And then, like, nobody else is over, like, 7%. They just don't walk. Um, so, 9,200 for a guy where his Sierra and XFIP are, like, almost four points higher than his ERA there's just massive, massive negative regression coming. Um, I can't do it in 9,200. And I know he pitched well, 
and know he could pitch well again. I'm probably not going to stack against him. I I just think the price is feels a little bit cheaper in this spot. I think I'd roll the dice, but I mean, if okay, here here's the thing too, Will. Say some of those early games get rained out. Well, then I think Logan Gilbert becomes a little bit more interesting if that happens. I agree. Like that's that I think that's absolutely spot on, actually, Stevie. Half the top pitchers get ruled out of this game. He's squarely in play now. Um, so I, I'm I'm with you 100 percent I still think I'll be more in the 7K range than, than playing him. Um, because like like we talked about, we talked about cool, uh, we talked about uh, what's the other guy there at, at 7K? Uh, Luis Garcia against Detroit. Uh, you know, we, we talked about Merrill Kelly, who's 8,200. I, I think I'd rather play some of those other guys. And then we got a guy that's coming up that that I'm interested in as well, even though he's not as good on the road. So I, I, I just feel like I'd have better options, but I, I, I totally get it. Any interest in the Tampa Bats? Not really. <laughs> I don't want to attack him, but I, I, his price is what's keeping me away. Yeah, I really don't have a ton of interest in the Seattle bats at their prices. I mean, Suarez at 4,600 throughout his career has been much better against lefties. He struggled a little bit to start the year, but the power is still there. So I don't mind maybe playing him and if you want to go lefty lefty with like Winker, he's he's pretty cheap as well. Um, you know, all he needed was a lefty to go yard. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> there it is. Oh, <laughs> of man. course. I know. Just that was a little tilted. But anyway, we move on to I mean a pitching duel in this one. We got Miami at San Diego, six and a half total. Most books have this as a pick'em or the Padres as a slight favorite here. We got Sandy Alcantara going up against you, Darvish. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at looking at Alcantara first in this Alcantara first in this spot. I mean, he's he's a solid pitcher. He's much better against righties than he is against lefties. The lefties he's just going to face are not great lefties. I mean, Profar is solid. He's not great. Hosmer is a good hitter. Um, Cronenworth, you know, there was a time where he showed a little bit of power, but I think Alcantara is okay. At 7,700, he's a lot more appealing if some of those early games get rained out, though. Yeah, and that, that's what I was talking about earlier, Steve. At 7,700, it's the price point, right? Because I feel like perhaps he should have been maybe more around 84, 8,500. I think he's slightly too cheap today, which is why, why I have interest in Sandy for sure. You Darvish... It has not been the best start to the season, but really it was just that one outing. He had one bad outing against San Francisco. And outside of that, he's thrown 90 pitches in every start. He has put up decent fantasy point games and he faces a Miami team that while it is a better overall lineup, there's still a ton of strikeouts here. So, I mean, if we start getting... If we start getting like Scherzer or Gaussman or Cole or these guys ruled out, I think you you know you have to kind of look at you Darvish here at ninety four hundred. I, I like him either way, but I, way more appealing if some of these games you ruled out. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
and it, it's it's funny you talk about it, Steve, because it feels like all the good pitches are in at least the early games, right? That that northeastern corridor, I mean, it could get hit hard. Uh, I'm hoping it clears up, and like I said, we'll get that stuff from uh, from Kevin Roth. But I'm with you. Darvish would be okay here. Miami is not a team that I'm afraid of. This would essentially be a team that he could mow down a little bit. High K rates on this team, just like Detroit. Not as bad as Detroit, but the strikeouts are definitely there. I'm with you. You, Darvish, this is a good spot. 9,400. We're starting to build a little collection here, Steve, of guys that we can play for sure that aren't in any type of weather, no matter what, right? Like, I may, it may even be advantageous to just build some teams that have non-weather pitchers like Darvish, uh, you know, Sandy, like, um, uh, God, we, we were just talking about him, uh, Logan Gilbert, because we won't have to deal with it at all, period. So I, I'm with you. Lo- love you, Darvish here. And to be fair, like, there's a good chance that Kevin Roth is like, these games in the Northeast don't play. I think, like, the I know that, like, the Yankees game, the Phillies game, the Orioles game, and the, the Cleveland game, they all like project for like 90% chance of rain. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I have no interest in the Miami bats. I can tell you that um, with certainty that if jazz was cheaper at 5,600, maybe, but he's so expensive. It just nothing here for Miami. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing. And I mean, Alcantara, you want to really attack him. I don't even know what to attack him with, to be honest. Um, you know, if we look at if we look at like his numbers since the start of last season, a little bit worse against lefties. I think that's the like but am I really playing am I really playing Cronenworth? Am I really playing Profar? Like Profar is 40, 4700. Cronenworth is forty six hundred. Like yeah, it, just the prices. I, I just don't see myself ending up on these guys. I'm with you 100%. Same here. No shares. I'll say this. If Matt Beattie cracks the lineup at 2,900, maybe. Okay. But he has been – he is slumping hard to start the season. I mean, do you think he'll pick up? Maybe he's just sad he's not in uh, L.A. anymore. <laughs> Everyone's sad they're not in L.A. anymore. <laughs> Jock Peterson's not sad he's not in L.A. or Atlanta. He's crushing the baseball. Um, yeah. Speaking of Jock Peterson, we finish it out here with the Cardinals and the Giants. Um, another game that doesn't have a total, and I think it's just more of, is it going to be an opener situation for Hicks, or is he going to pitch deep? Is what What's Alex Cobb doing here? You know, he just threw a, f- a couple games ago and with a groin injury, so a lot of question marks in this one. Perfect game to finish the slate on, but, um, I mean, the St. Louis side, Jordan Hicks, until I see this guy like throw 80, 90 pitches in a game, just no interest whatsoever for me. Um, solid strikeout stuff, but I mean, the, the walks, the walks are just the, the biggest issue for Hicks. When you have, when you have a walk rate, that's almost as high as your strikeout rate. It's so hard to play you in DFS. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no way. We're, no way we're doing that stays on the shelf. Yeah, he's a guy that, like, I really like the under on pitching outs. If it's, like, 15 pitching outs, bang in the under. I don't know what it will be, but uh, I'm just saying. If it's 
Let me let me see if we even get it, Steve. We don't have it up yet. Um, oh, there are pitching outs up. Just kidding. No, they did not put it up. I didn't think yeah, we'd get they, that. Oh one. yeah, yeah, they didn't give it to. I, I'll tell you right now, Yoan Adon is an under. I think he's already up at fifteen and a half. That that's that's like an early. Let's just get this out of the way now. Bo Brisky, 14 and a half, under. I might load these up tonight, Stevie. Uh, if, if you're up, I'll, we'll, we'll get together. All right. Um, Alex Cobb. I Will, I'm just so nervous to, to even, like, play Alex Cobb here with, with the groin. I mean, Alex Cobb. This lineup sets up for him, right? Like, when we think St. Louis and we know that, like, Edmund and Carlson are the only two lefties, you're like, oh, Alex Cobb, a full right-handed heavy team. You're like, Alex Cobb could pitch really, really well in this spot. It's just, what do we expect with the groin? And he just last, he just could not get it rolling. He was walking people. He was giving up hits, runs. I know I think only one of those runs were earned last time out, but um, yeah, it was, it was just one of those situations where as a pitcher, you're just like, ugh. <laughs> like, yeah, just, for sure. like that error happens and you're just like, uh, but like they're letting him throw like a day sooner than he would normally throw here. I, I mean, gosh, if, if some of those East games get, <laughs> Northern Eastern games get rained out. I might roll the dice on Alex Cobb in the spot. I'm not playing Alex Cobb. I hear you. <laughs> no, I hear you. It's just this lineup sets up so good for Alex Cobb. He's not a fly ball guy. He's a ground ball guy. Ton of ground ball guys. You like Babbitt would have to be like really bad here for Alex Cobb if he if he gets like 80, 85 pitches. And that's what's going to happen. Everybody's going to single him and keep poking it through the holes. I'm just kidding, man. I'm, I'm not playing Alex Cobb, but I get it. All right, are you playing bats against Alex Cobb? No. <laughs> Same scenario. I, I'm not playing bats against him, but I'm, I'm, I'm not really going to target him too much. I mean, I think Tyler O'Neill's got some power, to be honest, though. So if, you, if you're going to play one bat, O'Neal, um, and, and let it, let it fly. Arnado too. He's a big fly ball guy, ground ball pitcher. Um, I could see stack in St. Louis, but maybe Alex Cobb still isn't right. And the stack really works out. So maybe I could see stacking St. Louis. Cause like at their prices, I feel like you're almost going to have to stack them to, to get them, you know, O'Neill's cheap, but Goldschmidt, Edmund, Arnado, these guys are just so expensive that I think you have to look at potentially stacking St. Louis for this team to kind of work out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't expect Hicks to pitch deep here. I could definitely see playing some bats against him. Um, Yaz is 4K. Jock, 48. He's off to a good start. Crawford, 42. I could see playing some of these Giants bats against Hicks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially when you look at Yaz, yeah, 4K. Jock, 48. Crawford 42. I hate, hate we don't have access to Brandon Belt because he, of course, he would have been a staple as well. Uh, Luis Gonzalez is 3,800. Wilma Flores, 3,900. I know I'm rattling off um, pricing here, but I, I don't expect Jordan Hicks to be around a long time. And this team could definitely get to him early. So 
San Francisco is a good stack spot for me. And they're a team that I think, Steve, if I'm not mistaken, we did really well with last year, kind of targeting them in the right situations. This could be a good situation where we could get some production from them in the form of a late night hammer. All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we're going to get out of here for the weekend. Busy NASCAR weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday this week. So excited for that. I was totally stalling so I could pull up um, DK pricing, but that's okay. Under 8,000 to get six or more strikeouts today. Who do you got, Will? A lot of guys. Um, I think I'm going to go with the the uh, the guy that's facing the team that's got strikeout words through the roof. And, man, maybe he doesn't get there, but but I think he gets close. Give me Luis Garcia, 7,400. I like that. I'm going to go way out to left field today and go Josh Winder going up against Oakland. Yeah, go hate that for sure. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Uh, I know who your guy is. Give me Alex Cobb. Yeah, I mean, I struggle with this one today because, I mean, I, there's a few names that I could just throw out there. I got to go Kyle Gibson. The Mets that's, what, just, that's, that's who I thought you were going with, yes. Yeah, the Mets just don't strike out against righties, man. It, it's so hard to play right-handed pitchers against the Mets. Over 4,000 to hit a home run. Who do you got today? Uh, not going to go with the – with the obvious play today, Steve. I am 100% picking him, so don't worry. <laughs> uh, a lot of obvious plays. I'm going to go with someone slightly off the beaten path. Uh, we talked about the fact that, you know, this team could have a good night. I'm going to go with Josh Bell against Jaime Berea. I'm going Jordan Alvarez. i i I made my claim i am i am all aboard the jordan alvarez um train here give me a guy under 4k to get two hits today now you should have known this one my number one player on any slate hopefully it starts to come together give me my boy michael brantley at 3900 DraftKings, what are you doing today 3900 michael brantley in this spot load him up I like it. I am going to go with Cedric Mullins, who is also 39. Love it. Um, yes. I I do want to say that if that game does get rained out, um, the other guy that I like for two hits today, assuming that it's like no pitching, is Andrew McCutcheon. Um, but check and see like who's pitching in that game or not. So. Uh, Stack to score six or more runs today, Will. Yeah, this is this too easy. I'm I'm not even going to give you Houston. I just feel like Houston's too easy. Um, if the game is on, give me Kansas City actually in Baltimore. All right, I am yeah. going uh, Houston. Um, <laughs> I'm not sugarcoating the morning grind game today. I love Houston. I love this spot for them. 13 game slate, loading up, loading up on the, the the Houston Astros today. Love love them today. Will any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, sir, my friend. It's been a 
an extreme pleasure hanging out with you yet again for Morning Grind MLB. And uh, I think I'll be back next week for a few shows. There you go. Uh, always like having Will on. Great slate today. Check the weather. It could be a – I mean, we could see multiple games get postponed before this slate even gets rolling here. So pay attention to the weather. I think that's huge today. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for Friday. Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Good luck.